welcome back to another episode of How to Live the Podcast, where we have a real, meaningful, and fun conversations with people who inspire us. And sometimes we just have them with each other. We are your hosts, Jess and Steph Dadon, and we hope that you are having a wonderful week. We hope that you are doing things that make you feel good about yourself. And something that does not make me feel good about myself all the time is social media. Oh my God, sing it loud and proud. Even though we keep coming back to this conversation and we keep trying new ways of doing things, it just doesn't make me feel good. And even when I get stuck in a hole and I think I'm enjoying it, it always ends up in me feeling really shit and not being in a good place. I'm so deeply addicted to social media at the moment. So I started this thing in ISO because I've been just so glued to my phone that I started deleting Instagram on the weekends. And I am so embarrassed to say this out loud and I haven't even told you, but I literally delete Instagram on Friday and then I re-download it on Saturday afternoon like a fucking addict. I check (sighs) it and then I delete it again. And then I like do that again on Sunday. And like, it's still better because I'm not wasting so much time on it, but I feel it running through my blood. Like it's an addiction Mm. that I need a hit of. I know. I know. I feel the exact same thing. I haven't started deleting it, but whenever I open my phone or if I'm just like sitting, having a really beautiful time, wherever I am, I just find I unlock my phone and my finger wanders over to Instagram and just opens it up. Why? I don't know. I don't care what's on there. And I actually, I've broken my addiction lately a lot more, but I just find that I'm all or nothing. I really haven't been on it in the last couple of weeks. You've been posting a lot on how to live. I haven't posted anything because the second I'm in there a little bit, I don't know where the balance is. Neither do I, but I'm so deep in it right now. I can't even see it, but I'm the same. And social media is a funny one for us. I think because we also have like a business and our business is also and has always been on social media, whether it's how Mm. to live or whether it's tube. So it's hard because I do feel like I could go cold turkey, but I can't go cold turkey because we have these businesses that exist on that platform. I know. It's such an interesting one because my go-to has been, you know, especially since we started How to Live the Podcast Instagram, I'll just post something because we want to be posting every day. I'll do my hashtags and then I'll get off it. But then so much of what we're hearing is it's also about engaging with people. So there's just so much we can talk about on this topic. But we do have a lot of people approach us really regularly and just say, how do I build a social media following? Because while it is a big question mark on our mental health and we're all trying to navigate that and find a happy medium, there's no doubt that when it comes to building a community, building a business, that having a social media presence is a really, really important part of that and can be a wonderful way to grow a really amazing community. So today we thought we would chat about that. So we're going to get into it in a moment. Make sure you stick around to the end of the episode to hear what beautiful human we will be chatting to next week. And let's get into today's episode. So 
people love to come to us with this question of how do I build an online community? And I understand why, you know, it's because we have one. But the reality of it is we did build one in a very different era and building our how to live online community looked super different to what it looks like now. When we started our blog, It wasn't until about four months in that we actually even got an Instagram account. I know. Can we even imagine those days? I cannot. So while we did do lots of little tips and tricks along the way that we figured out, like engaging with people and collaborating with people and doing giveaways on our platforms, all those good things did help us. It was a really, 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 really different platform. It was. And I remember we must have gotten Instagram in September 2012. So it was a very long time ago. And I remember by December, we had 5,000 followers. And that was through doing very little. It was really just about posting. So I think that the first thing to remember nowadays is that Unless you're a celebrity, it's very unlikely that you're just going to do nothing, post a few photos and poof, get 5,000 followers overnight or in three months like we did then. And I think that's the first thing is to just let go of looking at other people like with everything in life. Let's let go of comparing ourselves to others because that's just not really the way that it happens anymore. And one thing that we did do, you touched on there in the beginning was collaborating with people. You know, we'd get together with other influencers or brands and do giveaways and things like that. And I think that collaborating and sharing followers with like-minded brands or like-minded people is definitely an awesome way to build followers nowadays. But I do think that let's just acknowledge the elephant in the room that Instagram and whatever social media platform you're on controls the algorithm really hectically. It's constantly changing. And even when we work with digital advertising firms that specialize in this, they're constantly having to reevaluate the ways that they do things and the strategies that they're using. So there is a lot in there now that is out of our control and we can't just put our things out there and expect people to come. Absolutely. But I do think that there were a few things that we did there in the beginning of How to Live in terms of our content that definitely still resonates in the way that I think right now people just want real personal content rather than big brand mindset content. And I think that that's where Instagram is really cool. And even from the perspective of I recently started a yoga Instagram account, just like Jess said on yoga. And I see how people just want that person to person connection and people just want that curtain to be drawn up. And so from the very beginning with How to Live, we were just two sisters sharing. And I think that that is still cool. And people do still just want you to be a person sharing. Yeah, totally. And I think that along the way, quite quickly, everybody with Instagram started to be like, well, what's everybody else posting? And in the beginning, it was like, well, if you went to this pool on the edge of this island in Mykonos and you took this photo, well, then it was instantly going to get five or 10,000 likes and you were going to grow this many followers. And that's what everybody was trying to do. So it became this platform where everybody's constantly posting the same things. And then I think people grew tired of that. So 
I'm actually like quite excited that now on Instagram, if you're posting the same old content that everybody else is, it's not really going to get you anywhere. So I think a lot of people fall into that mistake that that's a really, really big trap is, oh, but I'm posting these photos that I see other people posting. Why aren't I growing from it? Because there are millions of Instagram accounts that are already posting that stuff. So unique content, real content, authentic content is really, really a great place to start. And there you could ask yourself, what is my unique selling point? I think that if you're not good at taking photos and creating beautiful content, this is going to sound maybe funny to some people, but we're not very good at taking photos and creating beautiful content. We're not good at it at all. Yeah, we suck at it. Yeah, but it's okay if you're not good at it, but figure out what you are good at and then play to your strengths. For me, I feel like I'm really good at being raw and honest. So then if you're really good at being raw and honest, don't really worry that much about the photo that you're posting and get really raw and honest in your caption, like lean into those strengths. Don't try and fake that you have strengths that you don't. Yeah, for sure. And I think that those real captions are surprisingly really captivating people now. It used to always be about the short, sharp, cute, funny caption. And now people posting essays on Instagram, a lot of people will post and then the caption doesn't have enough characters and they're like continues in the comment. I think that's really a done thing now because people are over just seeing a shiny photo and assuming that everybody's lives are perfect. So people are using captions as a way to really connect with people and tell the story behind the photo and talk about what's really going on with them, which is really nice. I think a really big part of what people are looking for now is rather than growing all the followers, people are starting to realize it is a lot about engagement. And when we talk about engagement, it's interesting because I feel like it used to be one-way engagement, right? People that engaged with your platform. But now what's happening is two-way engagement where someone comes along, likes your photos, comments on your photos, whatever, but you don't really have them for life unless you then reciprocate and go in and you interact and you like their stuff and you comment on their stuff, even if they have 10 followers and just a few photos of their family and their cats or something like that, just to reciprocate that relationship and kind of show it's not a computer behind a screen. I'm actually a real human being. I see you. I appreciate that you're engaging with me, that you're interested in what I have to say. And in turn, I'm going to be interested in you. And that's such a beautiful exchange that can happen person to person. It's also like not about quantity, it's about quality. And I think that if you had, and I remember in our reclaiming how to live social media, launching a podcast epic video that we did about how much we hate social media. We said exactly that. If you have 200 followers that are deeply engaged and what you're posting about, whether you're a person, whether you're a business, whether you're a brand, whatever it is, if you have 200 people that are really keen on hearing about your stuff, that's going to be way more valuable to you than if you had 2,000 followers that didn't really give a crap. And so it's this weirdo mind trick that we have to do here. And I'll be totally honest with you. Like I can say it on a thinking level, but then sometimes I sink back into that pattern of quantity over quality because that's what society tells us we need. We need as many people to like our shit as possible. 
But seriously, this is it. This is the way. I know it on a thinking level and I want to feel it on a feeling level. I'm not there yet, but we can all get there together. We can. And a friend actually sent me a really good analogy for this recently. It not only makes sense, it's actually smart. On a business level, it is a smarter way to do business. So she said she'd been thinking about this concept and imagine if you owned a grocery store and you had a hundred people that came into the grocery store every day and it looked so busy from the outside, but nobody bought anything ever. So everybody thought you were really busy, but you weren't actually making any money. Versus if you had 10 people come into your grocery store every single day and 10 people bought groceries from your grocery store every day. From the outside, everyone doesn't think, wow, I want that business, you know? And that's where like that validation comes into it, that we want that validation. But actually, if you've got 10 customers coming every day and purchasing from you, congrats, you've got a viable business. You're doing really well. You can live an awesome life. You can live the lifestyle that you want to because you've got your business down. And I think that that's what we really need to start looking at in terms of engagement, over followers. And, you know, there are a lot of ways to quickly gain followers. And this is part of the reason why the algorithm is so hard and it's so hard to grow followers organically. Now, people do things like they pay for followers. You can literally go on websites and just buy a bunch of followers. People spend a lot of money on Facebook advertising as well. And even we have friends who've done those group giveaways where, you know, you partner with Kylie Jenner and Balenciaga and you give away 10 handbags. And we've had friends who have done that and they've paid thousands of dollars to be part of these giveaways. They've grown crazy, like 30,000 followers within a few weeks. And then they have no engagement from those followers. Those followers aren't actually interested in what they do. And they lose, I think the average is more than 50% of those followers in the weeks and months to follow. So there are all these hacks that people use to quickly gain followers. But if you think about it, what are you doing that for? That's really for people's perception. It's really so people go, oh, this is so cool. And yeah, there is something to be said for like having clout to your brand or service, but I don't think you need hundreds of thousands of followers for that clout. Nowadays, you want a good steady base of followers, but it's really much more about the quality of those followers and are they actually engaged in your community and are they interested in the product or service that you're providing? Well, and it's been a really interesting science experiment for us because, you know, we grew how to live. Like we said, that was at a bit of a different time, but definitely seeking validation for sure. Then we grew tubes and we were just coming off the back of How to Live's growth and we were really hungry for that overnight success. And now we're growing this podcast and the Instagram and the Facebook group that goes along with it. Follow us, How to Live the Podcast. Little plug. (laughs) But we're coming at it from a completely different mindset. You know, we're not seeking validation like we once were. We are really interested in that one-on-one connection with humans that we can make because we really are doing this from a place 
of enjoyment and love, like it fulfills us a lot, but also we want to help people and we want to inspire people. And what that looks like right now is our one account that loses followers is on like 90,000 followers. We hate posting on there and we hate that content. And then the other one, which is How to Live the Podcast, has like 250 followers. And we only started that one recently, but we're a lot more focused on that slow build. And it's really challenging for me definitely to be like, oh, that account only has 250 followers. Like, is that embarrassing? Oh my God. Like, who's going to see that? What are they going to think? I definitely have those thoughts sometimes, but then I just keep bringing it back to, no, why are we actually doing this? We're actually doing this for that one-on-one connection that we want to create with people. And there is also something to be said for this weird society that we're in right now and how much we're like being bombarded with information, being bombarded with content, and all of those things and companies and brands and things to buy, that word of mouth now is king. Queen, queen, baby. Sorry, it's queen. Oh my gosh, how bad was that? (laughs) (laughs) And if I think about the last 10 things that I've purchased, they've all been from like word of mouth. Like I just got this Shakti mat that Bianca recommended me and crystals that I purchased from online websites that my friends have told me about and lots of other things. And all of that stuff comes from the people that I love and them recommending stuff to me that they love. And that is so much more powerful than me seeing something on Instagram with like a gazillion followers, wouldn't you say? Yeah, 100% I agree. And I think that Somebody that we've always really looked up to in this area is Gary V. He built a million followers on Twitter in about 2012, 2013, way before anyone was. He was all about building social media followings. The bigger, the better. He was teaching it. You know, we met him last year. We always were listening to his talks, reading his books and following his method. And I think that what's really interesting is that over the last year or so, even his narrative has really shifted away from that mindset of more followers equals better. And even he is about engaging with your followers, creating a meaningful community. And he started to talk about what's personally fulfilling. And I find this really interesting because I always found him quite difficult to listen to because I started to say to you that I felt like he took the emotion out and he approached it like a man and it was very masculine and it was just, you know, who cares how we're feeling. And now even Gary V has now shifted and realized that actually our mental health has to be a factor in that. What is the point in growing and getting all these followers and having all this money in the bank if you're not personally fulfilled and happy. And I think that that is another currency that we need to be looking at. And what you need to remember is that while you might be aiming right now for 5,000 followers, the second you get 5,000 followers, you're going to be like, why don't I have 10,000 followers? And the second you hit 10,000 followers, you'll be like, I want 100,000. And like a beautiful metaphor for life, when whenever we are looking at something else and not just being grateful for what we have, we're constantly looking ahead to try to get more, we will never, ever be satisfied. Take it from two people who have been there because we wanted more and more followers. And when we got to this point where we had 124,000 followers, 
that wasn't enough for us. We were looking at people that had 200, 300, 500, a million followers, and we wanted that. And for what? What were we actually getting out of it? I think this is where we turn to our other things now for self fulfillment. You know, we talk a lot about meditation, about yoga, about all these other things that we can do to fulfill ourselves. But if we really care about creating a business and creating impact, then it isn't about the follower numbers. It's about the engagement numbers. And like Jess said, for us right now, we have 250 followers. That's bloody embarrassing for us. Why is it embarrassing? It just is. We feel the emotion. So we're going with it. But we wanted to share this with you because we wanted to be totally open and we don't know how it's going to go. And we don't have incredible engagement where every one of those 250 people is commenting on all of our photos that we're putting up. We also have the issue of we post a photo and not everybody's seeing it, but we're experimenting with it and we're allowing ourselves to just feel the embarrassment, but not giving into it by going and using these other hacks to buy followers. We're going to stick it out because you can take the easy way or you can actually stop and think outside the box. And that is always when magic happens. So we're thinking outside the box. What are we going to do? How are we going to engage these people? How are we going to really create impact and create a business out of this? We don't know yet, but we want to take you on this journey with us. Yeah. And I think that there can still be hacks involved because hacks to me just means just creative thinking and thinking outside the box, but it's not going for those short, sharp things, but rather hacks to engage people. So figuring out when your followers' birthdays are and making sure you wish them a happy birthday so that you've really hooked them for life. That's a hack. Oh, yeah. What about looking at who follows you and actually going into who follows them and interacting with them? Because the likelihood if Joe from down the street follows you and she has a bunch of friends that follow her, the likelihood that her friends also like the stuff that you're posting is quite high. That's another hack, you know? So it's just thinking about things in a clever way rather than like in an obvious bullshitty way. It's just smoke and mirrors, you guys. Don't look at these accounts and think, I want those followers, then my business will be successful. It won't. It is just smoke and mirrors. We can tell you From having How to Live, we launched Tubes off the back of How to Live. We had so many followers at that time. We were like in our peak and we launched Tubes and none of our followers bought shit from us. That's not what that means. If you have a highly engaged community and everything that you do resonates with them and they really, really value your opinion, they value your advice, that's when they will buy into your dream, your product, your service, whatever it is. You're so right. I love what you said about clever hacking there because there are so many easy hacks out there that it's like, okay, I'm going to buy into this competition and I'm going to get followers this way, but they're not going to be engaged rather than going, okay, what do I do? Okay, I'm a life coach, so I'm going to offer free life coaching sessions if people refer a friend or share things about my page. And that way you can still run a competition. You can still hack in that way. But the people that are coming to your page are interested in this life coaching session. That's why they're coming there. And then you're going to hook them and engage them. And I think that on this whole doing things just for the sake of it, I think TikTok and Reels is really worth mentioning there because we know a lot of people who are growing these really big 
TikTok accounts and they are killing themselves doing it. Mm. It takes 24 hours a day. Yeah, it takes so much time and part of the hacks of the TikTok algorithm are post as much as you can and be doing all these challenges that everybody else is doing and if it personally fulfills you, then do it. But if it doesn't, there are other ways because we for a second there were like, okay, we've got to get on TikTok, we've got to be doing these things and we made a few videos and we're like, oh my God, they take ages just to make like a 15 second clip. This isn't worth it. So you know what? That's not the way we're going to build. That can be great for other people, but there's never just one path there. There's never one way of doing things. There are always other ways. Absolutely. And there are a lot of people doing really clever and cool things on TikTok. If you want to do that, do something cool and clever. But if you're just going to do what everyone else is doing to get those numbers up, I promise you that's actually not going to get you anything. If you think that that's going to get you money, get you a community, anything like that, nah. Nope. That's not what's going to happen there. Awesome. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Come over and follow us on Instagram at How to Live the Podcast. Also, we have a Facebook group, How to Live the Podcast. Should we wrap up with some quick fires? Yeah. Who is somebody that you think is doing a really awesome job on social media with engaging people rather than just posting the same old bullshit content? Okay, so we have a friend, Denny. He is a stylist and he's at Style by Denny on Instagram. And I just absolutely love everything that he posts. It's so feel good. He does these amazing dances, but he also has regular content that he puts out on different days every week, whether it's live chats with friends or an interview with somebody. But I just feel like he does such a good job of engaging his community and really like nurturing his friendship. Like he's actually friends with all of his followers which is so cool. Yes, I agree. I think since ISO, Denny has just been nailing it. And I feel like that's a really good one for people to go check out. I also love Sada Simone, who we obviously had on our podcast. I feel like his content is so authentically him. And, you know, we are all unique individuals and he's such a unique individual that by being authentically him, he's creating content that nobody else is posting. And it just makes me feel so, so good. I love his captions. I love all of it. I think he's doing such a good job. Yeah, he is. Actually, his sister Moon as well does an awesome job of all of the things that we're talking about right here as well. It's Moon, M-O-U-N. And then they have the same last name to Simone. What is an app that is fulfilling you at the moment? Funny. I'm like just not loving my phone right now. I guess I would say WhatsApp because I'm in like a lot of WhatsApp groups with friends. And even though sometimes I don't really get involved in the conversation, it's still just fun to have a read at the end of the day when I have a zillion notifications of like all the funny group conversations that have gone on. And it helps me feel connected, even though I'm by myself. Awesome. What about you? An app that I got recently because my mom gave me a present is Masterclass. It's where you can learn all different skills and learn to do a lot of different things. So I am loving that. I've been recommended RuPaul's Masterclass on Authenticity. So I'm really excited to watch that. I love that. I like to put a timer on my phone of how much I'm allowed to use Instagram every day. And I'm playing at the moment with the amount of time I allow myself. So what do you think the ideal amount of time for you is? Oh, that's such a tough question. 
10 minutes. And I say that because I think that's the amount of time it would take me to post on Instagram and then I'd have to get off. (laughs) What about you? Yeah. Well, mine used to be on 10 minutes and then I upped it to 20 and now I just ignore, ignore, ignore. But I think 20 minutes is a good amount. So I think I'm going to try and stick to my 20 minutes again. I'm, I'm setting my intention here and now, people. Awesome. Okay, so we really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please help us get the word out. Like we told you, word of mouth is absolutely queen. So please just pick one friend that you think would like to listen to this episode and send it to them. And also please rate us five stars and leave a comment in the app. We would love to see it and maybe share it. Next week on the podcast, we have a very special guest Her name is Tracy McQuirter and she is a vegan lifestyle expert. I recently went vegan and sounds like Jess might be about to go vegan. We can talk about why next week. And we had Tracy on to chat all things going vegan. What are the health benefits? What are the tips and tricks? Here's a little snippet. You know, if you're able to maintain and particularly eat a whole food plant-based diet, you can see your health maintain. And I'll use my mother as another example. She started in her 50s. She's now 83. She'll be 84 next month. No chronic diseases. The same weight, same healthy weight, same hourglass figure that she had in her 30s and her 50s. She exercises twice a day, six days a week, Pilates, weight training, aerobics, yoga, Tai Chi. I mean, she walks miles a day. She's in excellent health. I mean, how many women do you know at that age who can do that? That's next week on the podcast. Until then, we are sending you so many hugs and so much big love. Bye, guys. Bye.